Listener Production. Hey there, sports fans. I'm Josh Conway. Welcome to The Scorecard, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday, July 6. Today, tensions rise over in Leeds and some coaches under fire. But first... The NRL's long-standing and bitter paywall boiled over yesterday. Players will be boycotting all broadcast and media engagements on days when the NRL and NRLW and State of Origin matches are scheduled. That's Players Association Chair Deidre Anderson announcing a league-wide blackout of all media commitments for players from today as negotiations regarding a new collective bargaining agreement, or CBA, drags on. So before we go on, what does all of this mean? Basically, no players will be doing any external media. That's TV, print and radio once each round commences until it concludes and until a resolution is reached, with the only times we'll hear from players restricted to Mondays to Wednesdays and via club websites. This includes all pre-, post- and half-time interviews during games and also includes next week's Origin Decider. It's also believed TV broadcasters Nine and Fox, who, by the way, pay millions for the rights, will also be denied dressing room access. The Players Association say they're standing firm with the boycott they say is supported unanimously accusing the NRL and the league's commission of, quote, eroding player rights, forcing them into this action. Do we think it's fair that the game can introduce more matches without agreement rights for the players? Do we think it's fair that the game takes control and we need to seek agreement on where the funds are distributed into the player funds and services, including how we run and our operations? And the list goes on. That's Players Association boss Clint Newton adding why exactly they've taken this action. Now, this whole saga stretches back 20 months or so, with the dispute long being a sticking point for all parties. The PA say they just want a fair deal and player rights to be respected. There is a fairly long statement that you can find online if you desire to read it all, but it sure seems like a resolution is a far way off. So, what now? Well... Probably a bit of that, with the blackout kicking off right in time for tonight's clash between the Tigers and Sharks. Mediation has been proposed. Let's hope a resolution can be met sooner rather than later. As the PA says, it's a move nobody takes any pleasure in. And just on that affected Origin 3 game, Brad Fittler may not have to worry about any media blackout if he is removed from his post if New South Wales suffer a series clean sweep next week. But he did receive some of his strongest support yesterday, from Blues hooker and South Sydney playmaker, Damien Cook. I think he'll be here next year and I think he needs to be. We're the ones doing the plays, making tackles, all that sort of stuff. I haven't been involved with a better coach that knows how to build you up for a game and, and get you ready. It's been what we've done on the field. It hasn't been anything to do with the coaching stuff. Tensions aren't just running high in rugby league boardrooms. Relations between Aussie cricketers and our English counterparts isn't looking the best ahead of tonight's third test. Oh, now this is going to be interesting. Johnny Bairstow's walked out of his crease here. This could well be out. That Johnny Bairstow stumping has still got both sides of the globe talking, with more and more having their say each day. This test takes place at arguably the UK's most vocal venue in Headingley. Yes, that's the same ground where Ben Stokes struck his 2019 series heroics that still haunts Aussie fans. What an innings, what a player. Take a bow, Ben Stokes. Think of Headingley as our version of the Gabba, England's loud fortress. And things have reached such a point that Cricket Australia has asked for extra security for player families, just in case, after what happened at Lords last week, 
something that's needed, according to Players Association boss Todd Greenberg. You know, the Test cricket's been fabulous, but what some of the scenes we saw at Lords were, you know, diabolical. Um, I don't think players should ever be subjected to that sort of abuse. Todd on Fox Sports there. As we mentioned yesterday, things have reached a point that Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has been doing the brekkie TV rounds, having his two cents on the ashes. His elbow on the Today Show. The simple message to the Poms. If I were England, I would have been concentrating on Stokes' innings, which was magnificent, <laughs> giving him credit, yeah. whilst giving Australia credit uh, for uh, winning 2-0 up. Right, you are, Elbow. But now it's probably time to shift attention to on-field, where we can wrap up a first series victory in the UK for 22 years if we can get the job done in the third test. Todd Murphy is set to replace Nathan Lyon and his injured calf, and the Victorian spinner says he's ready for a baptism of fire from both the English players and crowd. I think from speaking to the boys, this is probably the most hostile ground you get in England, and, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to it. If I do get the opportunity, I've always, like, grown up watching Ashes cricket and love what the Barmy Army bring to the game, and um, it obviously adds to the atmosphere. The match also marks the 100th test of Steve Smith's career. It's been quite the journey for the leg-spinning all-rounder turn batting goat who is now only second to the great Ricky Ponting for Test 100s in the baggy green. But if you ask us, it's not his greatest achievement. How about being able to name all of his numbered cricket bats blindfold? Right, I'm just getting the feel. This one's handle, maybe a fraction. See now, it's quite light. I'm going to go with 24. Look, if that's what it takes for him to average 60, then all power to him. Putting all the drama aside, it's been one hell of a series so far on the pitch. Tonight should be no different. Lance Buddy Franklin is set for his MCG swan song tonight when the Swans take on Richmond to open the round. The champion forward has missed the last few weeks with injury but is expected to return in time to grace the hallowed turf for one final time. That's unless his side go on a miraculous finals run, of course. Dusty Martin and Dion Prestia are also back for the Tigers. And their former coach, Damien Hardwick, can't stay out of the news, despite calling time on his coaching stint at the club last month. Dimmer has been heavily linked to the Gold Coast Suns. The only problem? Stuart Jew is contracted until the end of next season, and his players seem to love him. Jew was forced to deny reports on Tuesday night that his time was coming to an end, and he fronted media yesterday to say he's still focused on the task at hand. Suns chairman Mark Evans with this on whether they have eyes on Dimmer. Tom has never, ever, have never bought into comments about other people. I've got a coach, this club's got a coach. There would be no reason why we would buy into comments about who's available, it serves no purpose. Well, that's that. Whether they like it or not, though, the shadow of the former Richmond Premiership coach will continue to hover over Heritage Bank Stadium until Dimmer rules himself in or out. Merry-go-round will keep rolling for a while yet. And that's all for today's ep of The Scorecard. Enjoy your cricket, footy or whatever sport floats your boat tonight. We'll wrap up the week tomorrow. Listener.